When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. You know, Brian's totally grooving on the theme music. <laughs> Welcome to episode 98 of Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets. Joining us in studio, very special guest, booked at the very last moment. Brian Lee. And? Andy Bernard. And least and always last... Your mammy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back after these exciting words from our sponsors. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Tom Bernard here with my friend John Schwartz, co-owner of AAA Movers, a family-owned part of the Metro since 1964. John, this isn't your first barbecue or a rodeo, is it? You know what, Tom? AAA Movers has been moving Minnesota for over 56 years. Our family business has gone from two trucks to over 50, and proud to say that we're the number one moving company in Minnesota. We believe our success has been earned with time and trust by our customers. Our number one referral is former clients. So maybe it's time you call AAA. If you or someone you care about needs to move from here or there, even if that there is on the other side of the country. I wish I was moving today. If you are, mention Tom Bernard or KQ, and you'll get a free moving box kit with every move, and you'll save 50 bucks off with removal from junk luggers. Your move is always triple guaranteed with AAA Movers. That's their price guarantee, safety guarantee, and satisfaction guarantee. Call 612-588-MOVE or online at aaamovers.com. AAA Movers, you may not move every day, but they do. That is his wife singing. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. Oh. Yeah, we did all the bumper music because we get, kept getting kicked off uh, YouTube, YouTube for... We are permanently banned from YouTube. ...copyright violations. Oh. And I said, we, and we recorded a, a album of covers just for fun a couple of years ago called 1974. We just picked tunes from the 70s. And... 1974? Yep. Yeah, from 1974, actually. So. Well, that fun. makes sense, doesn't it? It was, it was a lot of work, though. It really was. I'm sure it was. Anyway, our special guest is Brian Layton. Uh, he was on the first hour of the show, and because of my guest bailed, it's like, well, you're here, we're here, we got a microphone. <laughs> it's not at all what happened. I called Tom Ryan and said, you can't come in, Brian's yes, here. We have somebody better. We have somebody better than yeah. you. That's exactly right. And then, and then he said, and then you know what else happened? So the tradition of the podcast is we have our guests tell the story of their very first car. And if it's a dumb story, just make something up fabulous. Nobody will ever fact check it. No. So wow. what was the first car you owned, and how, what led to its demise? The, uh, the first car I owned was a Volkswagen Rabbit. Ooh, the Rabbit. The Rabbit, the slow, yeah. One of the slowest cars known to man. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. And, well, there you go. Well, we ha- my, my parents had it, and my brother and I had a, a paper route, and Sunday mornings in the winter, you know, it was like... Uh, Mom, can you uh, help us with the, the paper route? Well, she would sit in the passenger seat, and my brother and I would take turns, you know, driving the yeah. rabbit around the neighborhood and delivering papers. So we learned on that stick. But uh, when I got uh, my license, that car kind of became mine. And uh, then I ended up selling it to a friend of mine who happened to demise uh, probably about three of my cars over my life. Yeah, so. <laughs> The Mighty Mighty Rabbit. I'm a, a, the Mighty Rabbit. Yeah. Joined a Facebook group and it's called Underappreciated Survivors and it's cars from 1974 to 1985, <laughs> which is really the worst period in automotive history. Yeah. I mean, everything sucked back then. Yeah. They were slow, but they broke down a lot. Unfortunately, they rusted easily as well. Yeah. But and they also weren't very safe. So anyway, Brian is a famous local musician, as most people listening probably know, and it, it, it's a small world after all. He was playing at a friend's surprise 50th birthday party just a couple of nights ago down in Lakeville. I'm like, eh, I don't know him. I said hi once or twice over the years, but it's really cool to have you in the studio. Thank you. Um, and you were talking in the first uh, show with Tom about your the new uh, album that you put out, and I had some questions for you about that. So you, when did you start recording it? Because you finished it, what, in the spring when, when it was all mixed? Or? Yeah. Uh, we, uh, we started... Uh, but uh, it was about a year ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was during the early days of COVID. Oh yeah, yeah. Now, do you where do you record at, or do you do it yourself? No. Well, we do it ourselves. Uh, my my guitar player uh, Patrick, he has a home studio. So my last two albums I've done there at his house. Those are kind. It's kind of fun to be able to do it yourself. Yeah, right? definitely. Yeah. And it's nice, you know, that uh, you know we don't have to, a time limit. You know, sometimes right. you rent a studio. It's like you got a week to finish this yeah. thing. You know, yeah. so and it can get really expensive yeah, fast and then right. you rush and you don't always make great decisions so it is kind of fun i've done a fair amount of recording mm-hmm. at home too and i'm not very good at it but i really enjoy it the interesting thing though is my wife's a really good singer and we've got a great marriage but the really the very few times we ever fight it's when we're recording oh really <laughs> yeah. god and at some point we go no, this is just stupid. Let's turn everything off, go upstairs and watch SpongeBob. Yeah, right. <laughs> life's too short. Yeah. Well, we've learned that when we work on the basement, it's best that we just do different things at the same time yeah. rather than try to do the same thing together at the same time. 
I just, I don't know. My work style is different than her work style, so it's, you know. Well, that's what happens to Sarah and I, because I'm just all feel and loose and not terribly great attention to detail, and she's total type A. Yeah. You know, you put a, a, a sheet of music in front of her, and she'll just sing all the parts. And So when I give her direction, like, can you make it sound like browner? <laughs> what are you talking about? What? What does browner mean? Musicians talking sometimes in colors. Brown's supposedly a, like a warm, guitar players talk about it a lot. Yeah. Really kind of a warm sound. So anyway. Oh, yeah. Audio engineering talk terms. There's all yeah. sorts of weird stuff. Crisp and cool and brilliant and yeah. muddy. Yeah. There's <laughs> words that mean nothing really, but everyone knows what they mean if they know what they yeah, mean. Yeah, that's exactly it. Mm -hmm. That's right. So is the album all originals, or are you doing covers, or both? All or? original. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. How long does that take to come up with an entire album? That's one good. day. Yes, it was one day. <laughs> Three and a half big, hours. It was really great. Three and a half <laughs> hours. It was over. It takes, uh, uh, you know, it, it takes... It takes uh, some time. I don't know. Sometimes, yeah, all of a sudden, I just will start writing, and it just comes okay. to me. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, for... Uh, maybe a, a week or two weeks. I just it's it's flowing, it's coming, and it's whatever. Cool. And then so sometimes cool it just it happens, shuts and off. Then, and then yeah. it goes away. It's like shit. Yeah, yeah. So I don't I don't fight it, but uh, just kind of let it happen. And uh, this, you know, when, then when you get like seven songs and you're like, okay, let's get it. You know, three more. We got now. Let's yeah. go. You know. So then maybe you try and sit down and try and finish this off or write it. So did I you write? Is there a believe on believe? No, there's not. But there. Is a song that I was gonna call the album called "I Am," and there is a line in there uh, uh, about believing, you know. So it kind of it kind of fit perfect, actually. So gotta believe in something, man. Yeah, gotta believe in something, right? You do. Are you gonna butt in? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll just play. I'll play a little video yeah, game right. while you guys are. Spending. Never mind. The I'm cool out. Thing about being a sponsor is you can take take shots at yeah. Tom. <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. It's really cool. Dialogue is. I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> As an aside, a... and because this is a Walzer sponsored episode, one of our listeners wants me to tell you that they're very happy that dogs are allowed in the uh, Walzer stores, or at least that Walzer store. Actually, it's funny you mention that. I don't know what kind of car they have, but the newest store that the Walzers built is in the home of uh, Jimmy Francis, South St. Paul. Right there you go. And they actually have an outdoor dog park. Wow. Right wow. between the sales and the service department. Yeah. I mean, it's they, not very big. It's they didn't maybe put twice it in there. as big. Yeah. Well, they did. Yeah. That's pretty It's very cool. important to have your dog pick out your car. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, you know, Subaru. got to ride in the damn thing. <laughs> Subaru's national marketing campaign is handled by Carmichael Lynch, which is right downtown, right? Sure. It's in the short north side. and. They came up with two things 12 years ago, and they're, I think the campaigns are brilliant. The one is the love, it's what makes Subaru a Subaru, and all those kind of touching father and daughter mm -hmm. TV commercials. Mm -hmm. And the other one are dogs. I mean, they've got dogs in half their commercials. Oh, the they dogs did, yeah. with the cat? Yeah. Yeah. There's Fawny a, was in one of them, I remember. Fawn was in a, yeah. a Subaru commercial, and she was, what, oh, nine, yeah, that's months, right. nine months old. Yeah. So, tell the listener thanks, and... Mm -hmm. I hope yeah. it was a super store they were at. But. We bring Daisy every time we like an oil change, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. She just sits on one of the chairs, puts it full of hair, you know. God. Yeah. As dogs do. I'm not even welcome, but dogs are. I get it. Yeah. Hey. You're welcome. 
Oh, I forgot what I was going to ask Brian. Quick, think of something quick. No, you told me to shut up. I, I, I knew you wouldn't. Watch. How many strings is the best number of strings on a guitar? <laughs> Six or 12 or four, like a mandolin or whatever they are. How many strings are on a mandolin? I don't even know. Well, uh, there are eight. eight. There, there are eight? There, there are four, but they're double. Oh, they're double. Okay. Yeah. okay. Oh, well, there you go. Like a 12-string guitar. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here's a question for you. How long does it take to tune a 12-string guitar? 12 minutes. No one knows the answer. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to. There's so much. Impossible to keep there's tune. so much reverb on the thing that, yeah. Shit, it's out of tune again. Yeah. yeah, true. Yeah. Well, there's a reason they're not very popular. I can, I mean, like, I can only think of a couple times I've ever heard a 12-string in my life. Oh, that's all over mid-60s Beatle music. Well, that makes sense. The Birds, yeah. Roger McGuinn, yeah. sort of. Which is stuff I never hear because no one I know really listens to that kind yeah. of thing. Well, Tom Petty. He yeah, pretty oh, much yeah? took that Rickenbacker, um, hmm. Roger McGuinn sound and said, well, I think I can make a few million off this. Yeah. <laughs> and he did pretty well. He made a little more than that. Yeah. Well, can I tell my Roger McGuinn story? Of course you can. God, Roger McGuinn was in town, McGuinn Clark at Hillman. So Gene Clark, it's Gene Clark, right, wasn't it? I was Gene Clark. Yeah, right? that, yeah. 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 Okay. Chris, and Chris Hillman, right? And Chris Hillman, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so Chris Hillman and Gene Clark and I go to a movie at the, what, State Theater was still a movie theater. So I was at Capitol Records and they had signed with Capitol, so I was taking them around. And <laughs> we're sitting at the movie and I said, so where's Roger? He goes, oh, he said he was coming. I said, oh, well, I didn't say, oh, you must not be able to make it. About five minutes after the movie starts, here comes a guy roller skating down, <laughs> down the aisle. It's Roger McGuinn. And he didn't stop roller skating the whole time. He skated around the theater the whole damn time. Like, he okay, seems Roger. like kind of an odd cat. Oh, right. Great guy, but he's kind of an odd cat. Is a good way to... But Gene Clark's like... He's really very stoic. Yeah. <laughs> it was really kind of cool, actually. So, Gwyn Clark and Hill. Brian, who do you like to listen to? What are some of your favorite bands? It's always interesting to hear what musicians are into. Well, I mean, I I don't I I, I listen I don't listen to a lot of radio. I really don't. Uh, but great to have you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there you go. Listen well, to all the hits from the eighties, nineties, and today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, I you know I grew up uh, uh, you know. Uh, Springsteen was the first kind of thing I, the guy I heard that kind of mm-hmm. wanted me to sing you know and then oh, yeah. when John Mellencamp made uh, Scarecrow album and brought that kind of like that acoustic rock yeah. kind of thing that's where it's American like right up my alley music, Americana yeah. yeah so that's kind of like where I, I like to listen to I went to McAllister and I had a little uh, three piece <laughs> band and and we rented a practice space, and we shared it with the band that was becoming the Jayhawks. This is about oh, okay. 1979, oh, yeah. 1980. And I'd, like, be the worst A&R person in the world because, you know, we'd sometimes get there just as they were getting done, and I'd listen to them going, who the hell's going to be interested in this? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, there you go. Apparently a lot of people were. Yeah. Not as many people that were interested in hearing us do Jethro Tell covers in the three piece, but it, it, it's... Aquilung... Uh, did you get to say that? Yeah. I love I that. Did that. We didn't have a flute player. You can't. I don't think you can do Jethro Tull without a flute. How the hell do you wrap one leg around the other like he did? Jesus, that was weird. When he'd play a flute, he'd wrap one leg around so the other. Like, what the hell are you doing? Oh, boy, this is a great story. Okay, My good. freshman good. roommate in college, great guy named Warren Gregory, he was the Somalia muffaletta for years. Oh, uh, sure, yeah. Huge Tull fan. 
uh, and I came into the room at one o'clock in the afternoon. This after lunch, I had to change books or something like that. And there's Warren with Aqualung blasting, standing in front of the mirrored uh, mirrored doors to the uh, closet on one foot playing air flute. <laughs> there you go. There I've never it seen is. anybody play air flute before, but apparently that's like a classical Indian pose for Indian musicians oh, to yeah. play the flute. That's yeah. what I've heard. I don't know that it's true. It could just be all bullshit. But. <laughs> But he did stand on one foot when yeah. he played the flute. He absolutely wrapped his leg around the other one, stood on one foot. And those <laughs> so are great guy. records. And he's an interesting guy. Didn't he became he like a, a salmon fisherman or yeah, a salmon breeder. Yeah, I was going to say sheep or farmer or something like that. He made millions of He had a salmon, salmon farm, I know. And I think in Scotland or Ireland or some damn place. It was weird. Because you've interviewed him a few times in the morning. Oh, show. a great guy. He's yeah. a very nice guy, yeah. There are very few people that I haven't interviewed to tell the truth. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. What do we got left? Is anybody out there still? Let's see. Hmm. Tim Walls. I've yeah, there you go. Him. Call in, Tim, if you're listening. 651-989-ROCK. No, wait a minute. That's the morning show. <laughs> Whatever the hell the number is. Don't call that number. Don't call that number. Well, I'm glad that you, well, for a lot of reasons, that we're able to do something during COVID. I'm, You know, I, I found myself thinking, I've got all the spare time. I'm just going to play a lot. I didn't play at all. Yeah. And I know a lot of musicians that kind of did the same thing. Yeah. It's like they just kind of lost their will to play. Um, and then my wife decided that we needed to do some recording over the winter so we couldn't just drink vodka and watch TV. Yeah, that, that, that four was months. a problem. And that was smart. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. Was a, it was a good break, but it was odd. And maybe I'm old enough that I've played everything I'm ever going to play. You know, at some point you run out of ideas, I think. But, but, it, but it, I, it, in talking to guitar players, piano players, so on and so forth, a lot of them did the same thing, unless they found ways to kind of keep it going. Some people did some streaming gigs. We had Mick Sterling in here a while ago, and he did. He and Great John guy. Heinen did those sessions over at Southern that were yeah. that worked really well, but they worked their ass off to put that together. I mean, yeah. It took a lot of promo. It's like, come on, you can do this. This is going to be fun. Support, support, support. Yeah, yeah we did one of those shows. Fun. That's a, he, John's a great guy. I just uh, I reached out to him on Facebook. I'm going, I'd like to interview this guy. I think he'd be really interesting. What a nice and humble person uh -huh. he is. Yeah. We play there actually Sunday. And, uh, oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, okay. At the sessions, yeah. Um, so what time is that? Uh, Let's start plugging your shit here. This yeah. is good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Sunday, it starts in the afternoon. Okay. Uh, I think they have free shows. Um, I think we're on at maybe 8 o'clock okay. or something. I think we're last on the, that show. That's cool. So if you've never been there, the Southern Theater is on uh, Seven Corners on the West Bank. Beautiful old place. It's just it's fun. Yeah. I great sounding room, and, and John does a great show. He's a terrific uh, sound engineer, amongst other talents. So. Okay. Where else are you playing? Um, well, I was just I was looking that up. But, yeah, we have, you know, some county fairs and stuff this, uh, this summer and uh, playing out at uh, Canterbury on – a day that's kind of fun when you you, you play in between the horse races. <laughs> really? Yeah, but yeah, they put the stage like we're like right next to the the dirt. I uh -huh. mean, so you're sitting there and you, your front row of these horses coming down, and then they go away, and then they go, okay, you can play, and then you start playing, and in about two minutes they'll come over and say cut, and then you have to stop right now because horses are coming and you can't scare them, you know. So it's it's pretty funny, but we got you know pappies this summer. We're uh, that's a, fun, that's a fun place. Yeah, it's we're there this Saturday. Um, Parley Lake Winery, which is a really – they've been doing outdoor shows where, down – I don't know where – where is that? Uh, Chaska, Parley Lake, uh, yeah, down there, uh, Parley Lake Winery. And uh, 
That's really fun. Great outdoor show and, and beautiful view. Um, my CD release party is on the uh, 26th of June okay. up at uh, um, the Summerfield Amphitheater, which is in St. Michael. It was uh, oh, okay. the music room. It's, yep. con- it's connected with that. Yeah, and then, you know, of course, we've got Mazatlan in January, so don't forget that. We've got all that information on Facebook and stuff, but uh, I'll be at the State Fair uh, just playing at O'Gara's for a couple nights um, out there acoustically. Uh, Bunkers is finally coming back, so that's oh, good. Are they really? Yes. That's wonderful. I know. I was so dude. sad when Billy died. I mean, it's just, yeah, it was, yeah. It was just and and Debbie too. It's just yeah. yeah just. How about O'Gara's not opening again? What the hell's that all? Well, about? I think they took the dough. Is what happened. Well, I understand, mm-hmm. but still, I loved going to O'Gara's. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I, well, Danny's being a, a McAllister guy. graduate, I think we kept the. The O'Gara family afloat for a number of years. That would be me. You didn't graduate. Yes, I did. I have a, di- I have a diploma. <laughs> yeah. With AA? Yeah, I probably should have. <laughs> <It's> an associate's <laughs> degree. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, man. No, I'm glad Bunkers is back. I, yeah. Spent... That is a great spot. Yeah, it's a great spot. I don't think you just stop the 100-mile-an-hour road races going on in front oh, of it. That would be really good. I know. Jesus, that's got to stop. they, they got to do something about that stuff. Yeah, that Boy, is. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I, I'm thinking of a question. Oh, you, I, I told you, you, you I was totally unprepared. You yeah, but you always totally are unprepared. No, that's not true. You I usually too. start doing show prep on, like, Sunday. <clears throat> You know, write out scripts. And do you do really? Scripts. <laughs> yeah. God, I was going to say, what a total failure that turned out to be. And, and I also like to all. jack you. You're, as a professional radio person, it's just it's impossible for you to allow, allow silence to oh, continue for die. more than a minute. That it's true. Just, You're right. <laughs> I, I can't do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, 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 what else do you got? <laughs> I was just looking at some some interesting news items, man. It's just, honest to God. Do you think we will ever? And Brian brought this up earlier. Do you think we will ever get back to a normal world, or are we just going to hate one another forever because of digital? Uh, I don't. I hope we can. This digital thing is just Jesus. It is. It's. It's. Yeah. I don't get it. I. 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 I don't know. I. 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 I, I don't. I don't get the whole thing of. To, to me, it's. It's. When I go on vacation. I don't want anyone to know I'm on vacation. No, I want to, I, right. I want to be gone and, right. and yep. uh, you know away yeah, you from and come back. All your stuff will be stolen. Right, right, or, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, he's not home. Where's that hummingbird? <laughs> yeah, I left it on the wall. It's gone. Yeah, but it's just it's an easy way for people to uh, you know put an opinion out there and uh, some you know uh, uh, some people like putting stuff out that's going to get a uh, reaction to it, you know and. Get, right. Get people, you know, going. And so, you know, it was just like I said before, it was hard over COVID because when all that stuff was going on, we didn't have a, a place like a bar to, uh, with live music where people could go and, and talk again. And right. hopefully that will start opening up and get rid of this uh, digital stuff a little bit when bars really start opening again and people yeah. start getting back out there and, and talking to their, their friends and, and stuff and feeling good about being out and being together again. And, and that was tough when, when you're sitting at home and watching all these people that are just hating life and hating what's going on and well, COVID. The thing, I think for me the scary thing is you can use the Internet for some great stuff. I've discovered these Facebook user groups that are 
collections of people that have really esoteric interest. I've got this old Mercedes convertible. And with a push of a button, I can talk to somebody in a different language that's 10,000 miles away. It just hit Google Translate, and, and it's like, that is so cool. Yeah. But most of us choose to just throw, you know, hand grenades, yeah. digital hand grenades at people all over the world. And that's just, it's too bad. Because it can be great. It, can, it, it could possibly bring the world together, but it's... I have a question. So I've had people do hey, this terrible this is my things. show. I was right in the Yeah, you were just... Doing, the flow is just beautiful. Thanks. I just want to point that out. I keep forgetting what I was going to say because you <laughs> you got to lay off the meth before the show, man. Yeah, do we do what? some meth, man? No, I, I, I just... I, I don't go on... Uh, last time I was on social media... Well, I tried going back on Facebook about two years ago. You were on for about ago, eight seconds about a couple eight years seconds, ago. Yeah. And I, I just, sucks. That's it. I'm I can't done. do it. I just, whatever. <laughs> but there, there are people who have done terrible things to me, stolen money from me, done horrible stuff. I don't hate anybody. Right. I'm not going to waste my emotion on hating somebody just because yeah. you're a thieving prick. Right. You know, if I find out I'm dying, I'd probably run if I were you because I'm going to blow your brains out. But, you know, that's, that's down the line a little bit. And you're in reasonable shape, so they, they could have several years of life left. Reasonable shape? Well, you, you take care of yourself. You eat pretty well and work out. And... Don't talk to me ever again. <laughs> okay, we got to take a break. You're going to come back and do it? Yeah, no, we'll do a whole other segment. I you are we... for sure. Sure. Okay, I wanted to make sure. Are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> Thanks, Andy. Just turn the knobs and shut up. Oh, oh turn the knobs and shut up, Andy. There's no question. Uh, going into the break, i got to tell you, so there, there, a lot of people in the news are going after Chris Cuomo this morning. It's pretty funny. Really? For what? Because he said, name one thing that I've ever done on the air that's what was wrong. Mm. How about everything you've ever done? <laughs> These news people are the worst. Ah. I don't care. It's Fox, CNN, it's all, it's all lie, lie, lie. It's all they do. Anyway, it's your show. We'll be right back after these exciting announcements. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home, list it on the MLS, and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit shift2sell.com. That's shift, the number two, sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. Hey, it's Tom again for my good friends at Profile. 
You've heard me talk about the terrific experience I've had working with my profile health coach, Danette, Dan Kelly. It's not just because I've lost weight and kept it off. It's because there's so much more to losing weight than simply stepping on a scale. Profile makes sure I'm in it for the long haul. It's about getting to your goal and staying there. That's why Profile provides members like me so many great tools to keep it off like monthly health seminars, 3D body scans, an exercise app, a terrific podcast, cookbooks, and so much more. Matter of fact, I'm going to be on the podcast in a couple of weeks. Can't say enough about Profile. It's changed my life, and it can change yours, too. Profile has six metro locations, as well as Mankato, St. Cloud, and Rochester. Make today the day you call them or visit ProfilePlan.com for a location near you. That's ProfilePlan.com. Oh, and mention promo code KQRS for a special discount. ProfilePlan.com. That's ProfilePlan.com. Hate, hate, hate his guts. Well, I don't know. We're just writing a new song. That's my daughter when she was seventh grade playing the clarinet. I love it. Absolutely love it. I said, Ellie, you want to be on a record? No. Come on, it'll be fun. What do I have to do? Here, read this. Okay. Okay. I got to ask you guys a question, both of you a question. Because um, people ask me once why, even though I haven't done it in years and years and years now, that they always ask me, when did you discover you could sing? But do you ever really discover you, you just sing? And it well, turns I out I can sing, but I'm not. I would not call myself a singer. Well, I, what I'm I can, saying, you can, I can sing, sing in pitch, but it's nothing anybody would want to listen to for a long period of time. Oh, I don't know about that. You're a pretty decent singer. But what? How old were you? Because I, I literally used to tell jokes and sing to my father when I was seven, and then of course that put him in the nut house. But other than that, it would, it would have worked out. But you know. I, I came from a pretty musical family. Oh, did you? Uh, okay, my aunt. Uh, studied at New England Conservatory, and I had a cousin who went to Berkeley, and my uncle, my dad's older brother, he was a psychologist as well, but he uh, he's, he charted big bands back in the 40s and 50s. Really? Yeah, so, I mean, they were, they were good. And so for me, the challenge was always, and I was the one of the younger kids, was to get good enough so I could play at the family jam sessions at my grandmother's house. See, that's Island. phenomenal. It was great. That's kind and of what it was. We're learning. I had to learn Herb Albert tunes on the on the trumpet mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I could always flake. sing. A, you know, I, I always had an ear so I could sing on right. tune, but I never really felt that I had a great voice. Although there's a lot of famous singers that really are are terrible singers. They're just you mean like Lou Reed, <laughs> Mick Jagger. Uh, some yeah, Mick Jagger can't sing. Yeah, well, well neither can Leon yeah. Russell. I mean, and Leon Russell sounds terrible. But he's, he's but he's one of my favorites. I mean, it's just. So, I don't know. When did you... You can actually sing. I've heard you sing. You're a great singer. Uh, well, I mean, when I was... When we were young, my cousins and I, you know, we would all, you know, put on skits and stuff there. I like love it. The monkeys or, you know, or, then we, or we would sing along to Jackson Brown's Stay so you could sing the high, you know, the high part. And I, I could always match... I could always match voices, you know, real well, yeah. I love that part. But... Um, you know, it's funny because when when I got into music and and started writing songs and stuff, I, I never wanted to sing. I, I I just wanted to be a rhythm guitar player in in, in a band. You know, I just really? wanted to be in a band. Yeah. Easiest Phenomenal. way to pick up chicks. You don't have to do much work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, I there uh, you go. Honey, I honey if you're listening, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was the only one who could sing in tune, so they made me sing. Yeah. You know, but sure. to this day, I still I get I get real nervous before I do sing. You really? Yeah, yeah. Because it's just I don't know. God, and th- is it worse when you're with the band or when you're doing solo gigs? Solo, definitely. Yeah, that's got to be. Yeah. 
mean, that is kind of working without a net. Yeah. Because if you're in a band, you can, unless you're the drummer, you can kind of like <laughs> get a little sloppy <laughs> once in a while. Yeah. And, yeah. You know the words Mustang Sally. Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah. I'll tell you, speaking of which, I'll tell you a funny rule. My wife and I love New Orleans. We haven't been for a long time. And Great time. when we go down there, we'll always spend a night on Bourbon Street, but we have a rule. Because there's great musicians down there. Mm-hmm. The rule, if they play Brown Eyed Girl or Mustang Sally, we just leave and go to the next bar. <laughs> so that way you get to see everybody. You right. see about 25 or 30 minutes. And <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you. Thomas. No, 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 you did not. I was, just, I was just thinking about all these different things about uh, what you guys were just talking about. Because obviously you've got the Paul McCartney's of the world who can sing his ass off, but you got the Bob Dylan's of the world can't sing a damn yeah. note, and I love them equally. Yeah. It's kind of weird when you look at it that way. Yeah. Because, Bob, you can't sing a damn note, but I love your music, man. You did a Dylan song, actually. I don't remember what it was on don't Tuesday. Think twice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was, oh, I, I was like, God, I hadn't song. heard anybody I cover love that, that song. a million years. It's just a great song. Yeah. It's all right. The whole table wow. back by the, the bar we were all singing along with. Yeah, like, good. Man, so much fun. You don't do brown eyed girl, do you? <laughs> I, if I have to, you know. <laughs> if I have to, does I'll pay, do it. it's paid some bills. I'm yeah, sure, sometimes, over the years. sometimes, uh, yeah. You're it. you're playing a private uh, <laughs> yeah. event that paid pretty good, and they want to hear it. Yes, we can do it. Yes. So. so, what are the worst requests that you get? The ones that make you go, really? Do people uh, still say Freebird? Oh yeah, <laughs> I was in the band with a really good guitar player, and we actually learned the solos note for note just to mess with people. When they I have to learn that song uh, called "Something Good" because people always say, "Play something good," and I don't yeah. even know. What that <laughs> Play something. Good. I've always wanted to write a song Please called "Tell Me Something called Good." Something yeah. good. And then when they say good. "Play Something Good," I'll have the song. I, I, I was in an all dude four piece, and some gal came up and says, "Do you know any Benatar?" I'm like. <laughs> Well, who the hell is going to do that? Yeah, yeah. Let's do Hell is for Children. Yeah, that would <laughs> be really off. nice. That'd be just wonderful, wouldn't it? Oh, I was trying I, to think. What was that guy's name? Hurricane Smith. Oh, babe, what would you say? Wasn't that Hurricane Smith? I think or, it was. I think it was. God, that, you so talk about in love with you. Couldn't oh. sing a single note, <laughs> but he got this million-selling song. And and why? It was just terrible. I know. And campy and stupid. It was really stupid, but apparently people like. Or you know, it probably was. It's probably a favor for somebody to you know. Well, if you sign my uncle, I'll date you. <laughs> those deals. <laughs> so, you know, I'm really one of those situations. Oh, God. That's the dirty end of the music business right there. Oh, the music business. Seven years at Capitol Records was quite the experience. <laughs> I will tell you that. That was and, back uh, in the, the good old days, though, too. Payola and all, you know. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. There was a lot of pay. And I wouldn't get involved in it. And people got so pissed off at me. So, what's in it for me? I said, not a goddamn thing's in it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to break your arm. How's that? Well, this is Capitol Records. We got a few play, like, you know, Bob Seger and the Beatles. I don't know if you ever no. heard of them. You know, Steve Miller. I, luckily, when I was at Capitol Records, man, they were on fire that whole seven years. There's a lot of lot of great stuff coming out. Yeah. But, you know, one of the great things, and I've talked to Doug about this, but you would understand this as well. When I was hired at Capitol Records in 1977, I flew out to the Capitol Records Tower, and one of the guys said, you got to see this. I said, got to see what? And he goes, just come on along. Went to Studio A, where Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, Nat King Cole, all these people, and Mike is still there. It's all still set up, just like when they... To be in that room with what was going on in that room is yeah. like, holy God, it yeah. was just overwhelming. Yeah. 
yeah, this is where Nat King Cole sang, you know, L-O-V-E, and I was like, Jesus. Right. What yeah. a thrill that is. Yeah, that's cool. Man, I was, uh, I've been to that. I've uh, seen Studio B in, Nash, in Nashville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where Elvis, yeah, did Elvis, a lot of recording. God, the pretzel. He was pretty talented. Yeah. I, I yeah. have to say he had some talent. Yeah. If you ever I, get a chance, go see, it's a musical called The Million Dollar Quartet. And it's, what is it? It's a, It's about... It's a hypothetical meeting of Elvis, Jerry Lee Lewis, um, uh, Carl Perkins, and I'm trying to remember the fourth. And they just, you know, they tell stories and they mess with each other and then they play songs. Trying to remember who it was. Elvis, Jerry Lee Lewis, Carl Perkins. Carl Perkins. And who would the fourth one be? Andy, Million Dollar Quartet. Welcome to another exciting episode of Andy Looks Up Shit on the Internet. (laughs) One of the Because we have bad memories. One of the saddest moments of my life is the time I met Jerry Lee Lewis. His health is not good, baby. I don't think he took very good care of himself. No, no. he did not. <laughs> Elvis, Jerry Lee Lewis, Carl Perkins, and Johnny Cash. Johnny, Johnny Cash. There you go. Nice. But it, it's really it's super entertaining. We got saw it at the state probably about eight or nine years ago. And it tours around from time to time. It's called the Million Dollar Quartet. Yep. I'd love to see that. Yeah, yeah it's all it's set in Sun Studios and they're getting together. And it's kinda of like what was Sun that Records, movie maybe. that just came out last year with uh, is it Cassius Clay? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's really yeah, the same premise. Yeah, it's all four guys. Yeah. It's, uh, oh, Jesus, Cassius Clay. It's Malcolm X is there. Malcolm yep. X is there. Yep, okay. absolutely. Although really. in that movie, there's not a lot of singing. No, there's no singing. <laughs> there's no singing in that movie. I don't know who the guy was, but whoever played Jerry Lee, was a, he was a badass piano player. I mean, really? he could play that stuff, and he was remember, playing it live. Remember Jerry used to put his foot up on the keys? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My God. See, that's one thing about going to see bands that I've always loved. Yeah. When they just go way over the top and go, watch this. And yeah. like, oh, man. Well, I think he and uh, um, Little Richard were in competition. I mean, both, imagine that stuff was like 1957, and they're just yep. completely nuts and how much fun that would have been to see them in their prime but yeah jerry's you know when you marry your 13 year old cousin and i think he yeah didn't that he did shoot happen. a bass player once at a time yeah well he and wilson pickett they yeah. used to both open fire on their band <laughs> i don't really understand you don't do that do you brian nah, open fire on your band no, well no jack guns. bruce tried to stab ginger yeah, baker did. once he, did. he tried to stab ginger baker that was only a trio for i know sake. how can you not get along in and a they trio? were making a, a shitload of money back then that's just like no it's uh, that whole deal jesus what a what a you know, one of my favorite Tonight Shows is the Tonight Show with Little Richard and Don Rickles. <laughs> oh, my God, it's great. Because the whole time, Rickles is getting frustrated. Because Little Richard, he'd, he'd tell a joke or whatever, and Little Richard would go, that's not funny at all, Don Wrinkle. <laughs> <laughs> Don Wrinkle the whole time. It was fantastic. It was one of the, my favorite. <laughs> Don Wrinkle. That's not funny, Don Wrinkle. <laughs> Just pissing them off, man. Any inspiration that you'd look back at the one person? Because, I, you know, I've told this story a million times before, but it's true. I was nine <coughs> years old when I saw the movie Girls, Girls, Girls at the Broadway Theater in North Minneapolis. I'm nine years old. I look up at the screen and there's Elvis. And I go, man, I ain't ever going to be that good looking. <laughs> you know, just, I gave up at nine, right? Yeah. Because it, that striking presence that man had. Only lived to be, what, 42? Something like that. Strong gene pool, though, too. I mean, you look at his, yeah. is it his grandson that looks just like him now. 
His grandson looks just like yeah. him. Yeah, he does. His daughter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's been married once or twice. <laughs> yeah. What has she been married? Like seven or eight times, hasn't she? Is that a lot? Or not. Well, that's true. What am I saying? I mean, you're, you're talking about if you had if you had tits, you'd be Lisa Marie. <laughs> wow. I'm going to put he's that on my gravestone. He just goes, wow. If you had tits, you'd be Lisa Marie. I don't know. It's just, does everyone think, and this is for both you guys, does everyone think they have musical ability? Because they don't. Do, do most people think they can sing or play or I mean, you ever found that out? No, I find like most most comedians uh, or actors want to be singers. Yes, they or, do. And most singers or musicians kind of want to be comedians. Yeah. <laughs> love comedians, you know, no, in, in their life. I don't know. There's a surefire well, way to tell if somebody can't sing, which is why I would never have said, "Hey, can I play with you?" If you're playing a gig and somebody comes up and says, "Hey, can I sit in with you?" and you don't know them, oh god, guarantee they're gonna suck. They're, they're gonna, gonna suck. Yeah. And we used to drag them up on stage anyway because it, it was oh. fun. <laughs> yeah. But, okay, I have something in my brain. Is there one song by a guy? He's not a singer, but had to sing in a movie that you thought was the worst performance of a song ever. Because I got it in my brain, mm. and I can hear it, and it's just hideous. Uh. Should, I, should I tell you the song, and then you'd know who it is? Go ahead. The song was called Wandering Star. I don't know that tune. I no, don't you don't want to know that tune. Okay, you ready? Sure. Movie was Paint Your Wagon. Oh, yeah. Lee Marvin singing. Oh, God. Have you ever heard it? Uh-uh. Oh, Andy, could you find Lee Marvin singing? <laughs> yes. Is it worse than that? Was it Shatner that did MacArthur's Park? Yes. Is it worse than that? Sometimes when the cake gets rayed on or whatever it's oh, like God, that. Someone left my cake. And that was never a great song anyway, but no, for, it fortunately was it was really long. But at least it was, yeah, eight, nine minutes <laughs> yes. long, so that was a good news. <laughs> God, I hope you could find that. Who did sing that? Was it Richard Harris? Yeah, Richard Harris. Yeah. That's exactly who it was. And I think he died shortly, shortly after from alcohol poisoning. <laughs> He, I, I would have been drunk too if I heard myself singing like that. <laughs> Someone left the gig. Um, he told a great rain. story on a Carson show. He, oh God, he'd yes. Been out on a three-week yep. bender with his buddies and came home, pounded on the door, and says, "Darling, why didn't you pay the ransom?" <laughs> <laughs> that is a great. You finding it, Andy? I've never seen a sight that didn't look better looking back. I was born. You know how many takes they had to do to get it this good? Kind of sounds like if we just plop him up in the chair, can can he open his mouth? I don't. Yeah, it sounds like he's not even like fully awake. You know, and the worst part is, it's very. If you watch it, it's very obviously ADR, which is. Uh, when they record in studio and they dub it over, oh, yeah. dub it over. It's yeah. lip syncing for movies, yes. basically. So you know, it's he was in a recording studio doing this, and yet I guess he just couldn't get above the level of a three. <laughs> <laughs> Might be the worst song ever in a yeah. movie. Maybe if, if, it, if it was a psycho killer movie, that could be kind of spooky. Yeah, you know, exactly. If he was, if he was singing that yeah. as he's like plucking somebody's eyes yeah, out, yeah, that blunted that effect might really while fit. you're singing, yeah. But when you're trying to actually, you boy, that is terrible. who else sang in the movie, and also might have been a worse singer than Lee Marvin, which is hard to believe. No, he wasn't worse. He was every bit as bad. You know, 
I, I don't. Otherwise, I would have said something. Clint Eastwood. Oh, oh really? He's another I one that. I see him singing. Oh, oh God, it was just horrible. His first and last time. Yeah, first and last time. And you know, whoever made that movie went, I'm going to really piss people mm-hmm. off by having Lee Marvin and Clint Eastwood sing. Uh, like, what are you doing? I, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I've never and been a big. hear what I say. Yes. I talk to them all. That's not Clint Eastwood. That, that's Clint Eastwood. I think they overdubbed that one. Well, of course they did. But suddenly my words reset. <laughs> I'm searching for a note. <laughs> There's that. Uh... Not great. Not as bad, but not great. Uh, yeah, you're There's right. that scene, and I can't remember that movie where uh, Mark Wahlberg plays that a porn star absolutely and, oh, and uh, boogie, the, nights. boogie yeah, nights and they're in the studio oh. singing that song oh, it's, oh, right. it's so great that's how oh, he's gonna get out scene. of porn right he's gonna <laughs> get out of porn by being a singer yeah being a singer I love it yeah I love that take that's a great idea <laughs> call in with bad uh, studio performances in movies yeah. 561-228-4061 there are lots and lots and lots of them there's no question about that well, Paint Your Wagon is one of the most famous Simpsons parodies is it really? Yeah. Well, I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah, the family's watching Paint Your Wagon, but it, the entire movie is just a bunch of people singing about painting a wagon. Painting a wagon. <laughs> <laughs> well, probably gonna better singing. Gonna paint a wagon, gonna, gonna paint, paint it good. <laughs> <laughs> well, Andy can sing on key. Well, yeah, he can sing on key a little bit. There it is. They actually have a... I'm going to skip to the part where Lee Marvin comes in. There we go. They're singing, Marge. Why aren't they killing each other? Yeah, the are right there. Wait, wait, wait. Here comes Lee Marvin. Thank God. He's always drunk and violent. And what the hell is going on in my town? We're just painting this wagon. You got a problem with it? As a matter of fact, I do. You missed a spot. Well, grab a brush and join in. <laughs> gonna paint your wagon, gonna paint it fine. Gonna use oil based paint, cause the wood is pine. I've never heard this before. It's awesome. I do love it when people search for a note like that. Yeah. I know it's in there somewhere. It's somewhere yeah. in there. I love this. Uh, that's the so way my much. dad sings. He's uh, he loves to play, and he's just a, he's terrible. He can't sing a mm. note, and he's just. Is it easy like a church singer? Because oh, people yeah. people at church that need to sing is like, oh God, yeah. please stop singing, please. But stop. but fortunately, he's really loud. Yeah, yeah. well, they always are too. Exactly. Well, as long as he's loud enough, it'll cover up all the mistakes, right? There Basically, a, like music 101. Just crank like up the gain until you can't hear any errors. <laughs> right. There was a woman at St. Joe's when I was a little, little boy, and she would warble every Sunday. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that was. It oh, <laughs> happens God. when you get older. Oh, Once you get yeah. in your 70s or 80s, you, you start, start to, warbling. You yeah. <laughs> sort of constant vibrato. Well, and it was also, that was like kind of the style at the, like when she was younger. Yeah. That's how she would have learned to sing. Because yeah, you know, back maybe. for some reason, in like the 20s and 30s and 40s, all the women warbled like that. I don't know why. 
They did, you know. Yeah. Just, at yeah. church, they all warbled. How that. it was. We only got four minutes. We've got to talk more about albums. Where's the album available? How can they get it? Uh, get it at uh, live shows. It's, you can download it. Um, and gblayton.com. gblayton.com. Yep. So we've got to tell people what the GB stands for. Glodick Brian. Glodick yeah, my, Brian. My, my full name is Brian Layton Glodick. And, yeah. I'm a Northeast boy. I'm a Northeast boy. I never knew that. I always, I always figured it was like Gary Bryan or something. Mm. Like yeah, everyone always yeah. does, you know. There's or Great fam- Britain. Who's the famous Glodick? There's a very famous person named Glodick. Oh, famous? I yeah. Don't, oh, I don't. How would you spell that? this name? G L O D E K. Yeah. There's the oh. the funeral homeowner. My, yeah, my dad's right, yeah. cousin. Your Tommy, dad's yeah. Tommy, right? Okay. Well, there's a Glodick Investment Group. See? Not mine. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Not I wish. mine. Well, <laughs> no, I think it's terrific. How many years has it been now, Brian? Uh, 32. 32 years at the band. Yeah. God, that's so terrific. That's I, crazy. I got a question for you. How yeah. do you know Lane Christensen? We were just talking about him earlier. Oh, yeah, he right. seems to know almost everybody in town. It, Lane, yeah, he yeah. knows a lot of people. Well, I just met him through my shows, him coming out, you know, and... Uh, he actually, he went down to uh, Mazatlan when I captured this picture. He was oh, he down did. there with me. Oh, he's yeah. down there at the yeah. time? That's yep. very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only reason we hang out with him is so we can spend time with his girlfriend. <laughs> I, I think Laura's just fabulous. Yeah, Laura's great. Yeah, she's a very, very yeah. pleasant yeah. person. But that's the only reason we hang out with, with you is because you're a wife. No, I know. Same <laughs> story. I mean, you know. If, hey, you have no talent and you're ugly. You'll take what you can get. Oh, here we go. Are you talking about me or you? Me. I'm talking about me. <laughs> we didn't know who you were referring to. You got through it, though. I know. It's amazing. We I'm made it. I'm proud of you, man. Whew. I feel better about cars. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely played, sir. Well done. There's a shiny Stratocaster in the hallway with your name on it. I love Stratocasters, baby. We'll be back next week, right? Yes. Next week we're back. Yep. Yeah. But the following next week, week, but not the week not. after that. Okay. We'll be back with episode 99 of Walzer Automotive Group's oh. Car Selling Secrets. <laughs>